Hello, Hull Vineyard Church family. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. You know, when I think about a new year, I, I think about something that happened to me actually in 2019. I was competing in the dad's race at my daughter's sports day. I was so pumped. My old competitive spirit was flowing through my veins. Uh, I'm one of the governors there, and I didn't want to embarrass my daughter. And there's all these dads on the starting line. And it was going so, so well until there was 10 meters to go. And I tore my hamstring. I collapsed on the floor. It was a grade two tear. 12 weeks recovery time. And today, 18 months on, I'm still struggling a little bit with my hamstring. And the beginning of a new year can be just like that. I can't begin to tell you how many people said to me, and I've said it myself, is that I really hope 2021 is better than 2020. There's always hope at the beginning of the year. There's always a sense of vision, a sense of excitement. There's a longing for transformation in the human heart for all of us. And it's so powerful, but it can so often end up in disappointment, not keeping up new habits, maybe a sense of Groundhog Day. You know, I, I tore my hamstring because of one thing, and it's this, I did not warm up. I didn't warm up. I was so consumed with the externals and what was going on around me that I didn't pause just for 10 minutes to warm up and stretch. And so I'd love for us as a church family this month in January to see it as a bit of a, a warm-up, a bit of a stretch, if you like, a bit of a reset to set us up for the year ahead. We want to set this year up to start well. You know, I love all sport, and across the board, whether you're serving in tennis, uh, it's your throwing darts. I've been loving the darts world championship over Christmas. Your starting position as a, a goalkeeper, your placement as a, a batter at cricket, your cueing action in snooker. The reality is your posture is crucial. Your action and rhythm is down to your starting position, your serve, your posture. And we're going to be looking at all our plans for this year in February as a church in our vision series. But posture is always more important than plans. And 2020 was definitely a lesson in that. And so we want to encourage you to start this year right, to start January like a bit of a warm-up for the year ahead. I'd love for you to, to join us in doing the Bible in one year. This month, we're going to be doing a 21-day prayer and fast and we'll be releasing the details of that this week. We'd love for you to join us. And this year, we're going to be leaning in and working through some books of the Bible. And so we're going to begin in the book of Jonah. And so we're going to be doing a mini-series in January on the book of Jonah. Yes, this is the one where a guy gets swallowed up by a giant fish. It's a bit of a weird book. But hey, we're in weird times and you've got the sudden storm, you've got the prophet who survives in the stomach 
of a fish, you've got an exiting onto dry land, you've got national repentance, a, a plant that springs up one day and dies the next. It's a Sunday school favorite. But as I've been meditating on this book, this book can honestly change your life. It can change this year for you. In fact, some of these things that I mentioned are not actually the main story. But if you're looking for a book in the Bible that acts, if you like, as a pair of glasses to give us perspective, to give us clarity, to give us a godly worldview on life, especially in the days that we're living in right now, then Jonah does just that. Talks about God, about compassion, about the nations, about ourselves, about repentance, on the victory of Jesus, so many things. I think Jonah has some really timely and prophetic pointers for us as we go into 2021, which we're going to draw out. But I just think it's good just to dive right into the Bible and allow God's Word to speak for itself. Jonah is one of the minor prophets in the Old Testament, one of 12. It's not because he's particularly small or a child, but it's to do with the length of this little book. And it's an odd book, and then it doesn't really have any prophecy in it. And I think there's something interesting and timely about that. I can't begin to tell you how many people tell me this is what God seems to be doing in a pandemic. This is what God is saying to the church. And I noticed this in 2020. It was like God is saying this in March and he's saying something suddenly different in April. And he's just changing his mind all the time. It's like we're playing catch up. But it's really important that as a church family that we want the Bible to frame our thinking about what God is doing and saying. And it's actually in the narrative and the life of Jonah itself that acts as a mirror to our own personal lives. And so we're going to read the first four verses and dive straight in. So I want you to grab your Bibles and I'm going to read the first four verses and he says this, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went abroad and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea and such a violent storm arose that the ship threatened to break up. Now, at the outset of a new year, 2021, filled with the very present shadows of all that's happened in 2020, a hangover, if you like, is the most helpful few verses at the beginning of this book. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh, preach against it because its wickedness has come up before me. What does Jonah do? But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. So firstly, God's word came to Jonah with a calling and a really simple instruction. Go to Nineveh. Secondly, he ran away. He heard the call, heard the instruction. So, so simple, nothing complicated. And what does this great prophet do? Jonah he runs away, does exactly the opposite of what God told him to do. Now, let's just analyze the call from God for a moment. 
for this Hebrew prophet leaving Israel to go to a Gentile city, which is kind of like the London or the New York of his day, this was so unprecedented. It's not like Jeremiah or Amos or Isaiah. It's not about sending a message to your own people, but this is about leaving. This is a command and instruction to leave and actually go to another place. And the place itself, well, the city itself, Nineveh, capital of Assyria, was just one of the most cruelest and violent empires of the ancient times. And Jonah lived in the time of Jeroboam II, which was an easygoing life. Here was a powerful king who ruled over national prosperity. It was this place, Nineveh, that was the object of God's missionary and merciful aims. And you've got this guy who's called to go, Jonah, this incredibly nationalistic, patriotic man, was being sent to a place that he most feared and he most hated. So you add all this up, and Jonah, therefore, goes in the opposite direction. Tarshish in the west, Nineveh is in the east, he's heading for the sea, he's literally running away. But let's put ourselves, this is what I like to do when I read the Bible, I like to put myself in the shoes of Jonah. Why would God tell me to do this? It just makes no sense. Why me, for starters? Nineveh, clearly, with everything that it stood for and did, was to be destroyed by you, God. Nothing good can come out of this. And of course, Jonah was complacent in life. He was in his comfort zone. I get it. But here's a thought we need to grasp as we bridge the struggle of 2020 and we look in expectation to 2021. Jonah concluded because he saw no good reason for what God was doing that there could not be any. You see, when God calls us, so often we come up with reasons why this isn't a good idea. God, I hear what you're saying, but I really don't think this is a good plan. And there's plenty of other people in the Bible who would pertain to that. Just look at your Moses and your Jeremiah's with the excuses. But once again, the lesson from Jonah at the outset of this book and the outset of this year is do not judge a book by its cover. God is God. He's in control. He's sovereign. He works from completion backwards. He knows what he's doing. So the excuses in the natural of why this isn't a good idea is usually a sign that God is inviting us to step into faith to step out of our comfort zones. And 2020 was like that for us as a church, for me personally and my family. So many things on a weekly basis, I'm thinking, just sat there, God, what you're asking us to do is crazy. It's just bad timing. It doesn't feel or look right. But of course, faith is spelled R-I-S-K. Faith is spelled risk. Friends, this year, if God is speaking to you about stuff and you're like, Do you know what, God, that sounds crazy. You might just want to step out of the boat. The call of God is about taking us out of our comfort zone. You know, Jonah had his own view on God, on his enemies, on who deserves mercy and compassion. It's really important as a church with our vision to welcome people home in our city, our great city of Hull, that we're not like that. And I could go on and on and on about the circumstance I know that you have all faced from crisis with health or employment or failed relationships. And you're like, God, do you really know what you're doing? 
Do you really know what you're doing? Do you know best, God, or do I know best? Now, when we think we know best, that's when we tend to run away and run in a different direction. This is what Jonah did. It all comes down to this. He hears the instruction, but he starts to process it, and he runs in the opposite direction. We simply cannot trust God's commitment to our good, that he sees all things, that he knows what he's doing, that he's working everything together for good. You know, it can be like this when we just simply read the Bible this year. If you want to go on that journey and read the whole Bible in one year, we'll read the word, we'll hear the call, and then just justify why this wouldn't work for me. It's like, God, if you really knew the nuances of my life, you really knew the gray of my situation, if you really knew who I was, then you would recognize that this cannot apply to me. But of course, God's word, and this is a reminder for 2021, Despite the circumstance out there, God's word is like a plumb line. It's like a plumb line. It is set, whether it be on things of purity and holiness, on giving and generosity, on evangelism, on discipleship, it is set. My daughter, Omelie, has recently gone into astronomy. So Christmas this year, was there were books of, on astronauts and crafts on the solar system. And I don't know if you're familiar with the name Copernicus, but Copernicus was the astronomer who communicates to the Western world that the Earth was not the center of the solar system, that the sun was the center of the solar system, and that the Earth revolved around the sun. It created a revolution called the Copernican Revolution, completely shifted the way people thought about what it was to live on planet Earth. Wow, there's this revelation, we're not the center The earth isn't the center. We revolve around something bigger than us. And friends, we as followers of Jesus, as disciples of Christ, we need to have that revelation, particularly in the world that we live in today, that our identity, the call of God on our lives, is only to be found when we revolve our lives around someone and something bigger than you, which is Jesus Christ, the King of kings, and the cause of the kingdom. Are you right now being caught up with something bigger than yourself? You know, when Jesus comes into a human being's life, it's like a bomb is set off inside and every single aspect of your life, every molecule is rearranged. Christ touches our world and he rearranges everything, our morals, our relationship with God, our relationship with others and ourself. He touches every area of our lives. Like Jonah, God's call on your life, on my life, is way bigger than you ever thought. And I really believe at the outset of 2021, God wants to reawaken the call of God on your life. What has he created you to do specifically? Where are you running away from that call through dilution, through distraction or excuse? You see, God's instructions to us are always clear and simple. Here he says, arise and go. The Garden of Eden, look, don't eat from the tree of good and evil, the great commission, go into all the world, make disciples, baptizing them, teaching them to obey. And people get so hung up on the interpretation in the Bible, but it's all about the application and the implication for our lives. And you see, if we're honest with us, with ourselves, our thinking, our hearts, our lives are so cluttered 
with different stories and different voices and mixed desires. And so we've got to go back to setting this year up right with good posture. I personally don't have great posture. I find myself hunching over sometimes and it feels natural this way. But of course, the long-term consequence of that is, is often uh, back problems and back pain. So when you correct your posture, it feels abnormal. It's not natural. It's against your natural instinct, but of course will bring long-term health. In the same way, God's word, when we read it, when we respond to the call of God in our lives, it's like a corrector of our posture. It can offend the mind. It, it comes against our natural sinful inclinations and bias, our proclivity to please ourselves. This year, allow God's word to bring correction to your posture. This, and this is a key theme in the book of Jonah and a key theme for the church at the beginning of 2021, this is called repentance. Repentance. Jonah here is to carry a message of judgment to Nineveh, that the window of repentance is closing, that judgment is here and you must return. And he's like, no way am I doing that. And he runs away himself. He's running in resistance, not repentance. And repentance is required here. And that was one of the main messages of, of Jesus, repent for the kingdom of heaven is here. But it literally means you are running away from God and his call on your life and we need to come back to God. And what I love about this story, and we'll, we'll track this over the next few weeks, it's just a classic God setup. You see in, in Jonah 4, uh, God sends revival. And I think Jonah knew that that would happen. But he thinks this city of Nineveh just doesn't deserve it. He thinks he knows the heart of God. He thinks he knows who is worthy of God's compassion and mercy. And there's a great parallel, it's like a parallel text to the prodigal son in Luke 15, like the elder brother, which is so often the church. We, we pick and choose who, who can have the compassion and the mercy of God. But we need to be welcoming people home. And we miss so often a move of God because we want to decide what a move of God looks like. Who would have thought in this last 12 months that people would come to faith over Zoom? And you ask yourself, does that look like revival to you? Because so many people, so much of the church want God to move exactly how he moved 30 years ago, but God will not be put in a box. We don't get to define what his glory and what his presence looks like. He's always inviting people that we definitely think should be ignored. He always uses people who we don't ever think are worthy to be used. And these opening verses are, are like a challenge to our hearts at the outset of 2021. Are you running away or are you running towards God and his call on your life? You know, when we run towards God in repentance and we change direction, we know that it won't just affect our lives, but it will affect many, many people. And that's why the enemy will do everything to distract you and dilute your faith and cause fear to rise up. Because he knows that your obedience and my obedience and your risk and my risk will impact many for the kingdom. At the end of verse four, it says that he went away and he fleed. In another translation, he fleed from the presence 
of the Lord. Friends, when we run away from God, when we run away from his call, his unique call on our lives, we move away from his sense of presence. And as a church in 2021, we want to sense and increase in the presence of the Lord among us. This will be a year of great vision and kingdom activity after a year of reset in 2020 and stripping away and simplifying things. God has and is continuing to prepare his church. And as we lean into Jonah and apply this stuff, I believe we will have an increase in the presence of God among us. As we seek God first in January, as we warm up, as we stretch in his word, which is the plumb line, in prayer, in fasting, we're in a position to hear God's word. There'll be a challenge to us. Do we run away? Do we run away? Or do we repent and return to God? And when we return to God, when the church truly returns to God in repentance, you will see revival in the city. And our city needs us desperately.